0: 2 Timothy chapter 2 tonight, 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, let's stand our feet if we would. We started a, a uh, message this morning on what is Christianity uh, likened to in the Bible. And this morning we read out of the book of Hebrews chapter 12, uh, where it talked about laying aside every weight and sin that is just so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And we look about how that our Christianity, our Christian life, Uh, Is likened unto a race, but tonight, uh, when we read Second Timothy chapter two, we're going to see uh, that it is likened unto a fight or to a battle. Now, I know, Brother Seth, he just preached the other Sunday night. I done a good job while I was gone. Got to go back and listen to it. uh, That the battle is real, but so is God, and that was a good message. Well, it was you that preached that, wasn't it, son? Okay, just making sure. I uh, just want to make sure I hate to credit that to him when it wasn't him. Amen. Uh, but he done a good job with that. Uh, but tonight, I simply want to preach on what is our Christianity likened to, uh, uh, and that is a fight. Let's begin to read in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. Look in verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses... The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him uh, to be a soldier. You can be seated tonight. Heavenly Father, we ask you now to help in the preaching hour. I pray that you would strengthen. I pray that you would touch and anoint us afresh. And uh, Lord, that you would do something in these people's hearts and in my heart uh, that I cannot do tonight. All I can do is give them the word of God and preach what you've gave us. But Lord, uh, you'll have to work on the hearts. And I pray you'd help my heart tonight. Lord, if there's somebody here lost, I pray you'd save them. But if somebody needs some help, I pray it'd be found in you. Might you be honored in this message tonight. Lord, I've studied, I've worked at this thing, and Lord, I ask you now to bless it. I believe this will be the message for the hour. And I do beg of your help. Meet with us now for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. As I said, we looked this morning about our life being like a race, uh, uh, but tonight, a fight. Uh, What is a fight? A uh, fight means to strive or to contend for victory. Want to win. I'm not going to fight to lose. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, if I'm going to have to fight, I'm going to want to win. I want to be standing uh, uh, at the end of that thing, and I want to be standing on top, amen, uh, uh, and saying, I told you so. I was going to win. That's just me tonight. Uh, but listen, it means to struggle, uh, and that to resist. Uh, uh, or to act uh, as a soldier, and I thought, boy, that, that is a very interesting, uh, a very interesting part of that definition, uh, was to act like a soldier because in these four verses that uh, Paul deals with right here, that is literally uh, what he's dealing with. He talks about being a good soldier in verse 3, uh, uh, and him that has chosen him to be a soldier in verse 4. Now some of you men in here tonight know what it's like to be a soldier. You know what it means to be a GI, which means government-issued. Uh, you belong to the United States government when you raised your hand and promised to defend uh, and that the Constitution of the United States. You become part uh, uh, of the United States government. And let me say tonight that when me and you got saved, uh, uh, we become a soldier uh, uh, in the battle of Christianity. You may not want to be there. You may not want to fight. But I'm going to tell you tonight: if you don't fight, you're going to lose. Amen. Now you need to grasp this tonight. You need to understand it tonight. It is like a race, but it is a fight tonight. Now it ain't a fight. Listen, it ain't a fight. We're having to slug it out every day and we're having to shoot every day and all those things, but it is a fight. I mean, you need to get that in your head tonight that that's how Christianity is. You know, the fight means that we have to exert energy. There's one thing I do not want to be, and that is a lazy Christian. A lazy Christian. God didn't call me uh, to be lazy. He didn't call me to be idle. What was it over in one of the Gospels when uh, the Lord, when when He was talking about that parable over there, uh, and and, and the Lord of the vineyard was looking for somebody uh, to work in the vineyard, and He said, why stand you here all day idle? I'm afraid that's how some Christians have done is they've stood all day idle. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, what are you going to have to answer for in your stewardship? Think about it for just a second. Well, what are you going to be able to answer God? I mean, not only for how we live, but for our works. You realize our works are going to be tried. I mean, what was it that He said, whether it's gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, or stubble, those things are going to be tried, or are we going to have anything to be tried? you ever think about that you ever think about that you you know I worry about it being wood hay and stubble but I'm wondering if I'm even going to have anything to be tried tonight I mean how are you going are we doing okay okay I I mean are we really going to I don't know how we got here but that's that's a good question that I hadn't even really thought of in this message uh, uh, is is what what are we going to have you know, if you look over in Revelation 4, is it chapter 4, where they throw those crowns back at his feet uh, uh, that they've been awarded. Uh, uh, you know, those crowns that Paul talked about that we looked at this morning, uh, uh, that we would win that crown. Uh, uh, I mean, and then we're going to throw it back at his feet over there. What are we going to have to throw back? this thing took a turn, didn't it? But fighting means we have to exert energy. But fighting also means we have to be willing to engage with the enemy. Got to be willing to engage with the enemy. Now I'm going to be honest with you. And some of y'all heard me make this statement before. And I'll make it again. Stand right here. I made a statement a few years ago. Three or four years ago. Four or five years ago. That I love a good fight. And I do. I'll be honest with you. I like to watch a good fight. But when you start making statements like that, you better be careful because you're liable to end up in a good fight. And I'm not talking about a physical fight. I'm talking about a spiritual fight. Things like I've been in a fight off and on uh, uh, since then that that it just seems like that the adversary, and by the way, that's who we are fighting And the soldier has to be willing to engage with the adversary, but he also must be willing to place himself in harm's way, and that to fight. You realize that's what you're doing when you go to fight. You're placing yourself in harm's way. So we're fighting, first of all. Now, quickly, by way of introduction, you know who we're fighting. I'm not going to tell most of y'all tonight something that you ain't heard me say before. You have an adversary. You know that. Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Why must we be sober with him? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walk about seeking whom he may devour. He is after you. Now, now, listen, I'm glad there's somebody that, that is greater than, than, than him. Uh, greater is he that, that's within you than he that's within the world. I'm glad of that. But that does not change the fact that you have an adversary. Don't change the fact. You have a foe and an enemy. Uh, You know, when I looked that word up, adversary, it said an antagonist. Somebody that you're going to have to fight with. And somebody that is out to get you. Uh, the Bible talks about in 1 Samuel chapter 1 when it talks about uh, Hannah over there who did not have a child, uh, uh, but it talks about her adversary, which is talking about Elkanah's other wife, Peninnah, uh, that she was always bothering her uh, and always making her fret. That's what Satan does. You know, the Bible talks about in the book of Daniel over there when He's talking about the tribulation period. You, you know what it talks about? Said that, that, you know what the Antichrist is going to do? He's going to do what? Wear out the saints. That's what he's going to do. What do you think he's doing today? What do you think he wants to do today? He wants to wear out the saints. But it's a fight, you see. And we have to fight not only Satan, but we have to fight ourselves. We have to conquer uh, uh, and that our flesh uh, uh, to be able to follow the Lord Jesus. Galatians 5. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not feel the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now how are you led? What are you led by? Either your flesh or the Spirit if you're saved, one or the other. And, and, and so, I, I think I battle me more than I do Satan sometimes. I battle myself. I battle my mind. I battle what my flesh wants to do versus what God wants me to do. And it can turn into a battle, but I'm going to be honest with you, if we'll whip the flesh, I, I, then we can do what God wants us to do. Amen? Amen? And by the way, we do have the power to get our flesh under control. I still go back to what that gentleman said to me one time. Well, if, 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 if we couldn't do it, then why would God tell us to do it? I mean, you know, present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy separate God, which is your reasonable service. Well, if we couldn't do that, why would He tell us to do it? Oh man, that's just... That just rung a bell in my head when I heard that. That's just the smartest thing ever. So preacher, you should have already had a hold of that. I agree. But our Christian battle is not a battle that we can fight ourselves. I find it uh, very good, but I don't know how to say it. There is a reason. There is a reason when you read in the Old Testament... And and, and you read in the book of Judges and and you read in the book of Joshua uh, and and you read about Israel coming up out of the land of Egypt uh, and you read all about David uh, uh, and you read all these stories about the battles they fought. Do you think that's an accident that all those stories are in there for us to read? Think about that for just a second. Do you think think that when we read that stuff and and, and we realize that God was on our side, I know that's a physical battle uh, and a physical fight that they had to go into. I understand that. But do you think it's a mistake that God shows us all that stuff in the Old Testament over and over and over again? By the way, who did David have to face over and over and over again? The Philistines, wasn't it? It just seemed like every time you turned around, the Philistines was coming up against David. Over here you had the Philistines coming up against David. Two verses later, he would whip them, uh, them. Two verses later, they're coming up against him again. You realize we're just fighting the same battle. We're fighting the same enemy. Over and over again. I want to look at four things tonight. And I'll be in a hurry, okay? I'll try to be in a hurry. In this battle, number one, first of all, in this battle, where does our help come from? Because I'm going to tell you, we're going to need some. Where does our help come from? Look in verse 1 of of chapter 2. He said, What thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. First of all, our help is in His grace. It's His grace, it's Him uh, that provides strength uh, in the midst of the battle. Was it in the book of 2 Corinthians over there? Uh, I believe it is. Paul said, unless I should be exalted above measure, uh, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He said, what? What was the messenger of Satan doing? Buffeting him. You know what that means? To punch on him. That's what he was doing. He was hitting him. I mean, that's what the messenger of Satan was. Does Satan ever, does, does Satan ever beat on you? Does he, ever, does he ever hit you? Does he ever I try to defeat you and get you down to where you can't go? Does he ever do? Am I the only one? Let me put my glasses back on. Am I the only one that that happens to? Well, no, it's not. I know you. I know you. I've talked to some of you. I've talked to most of you. tonight. I know you face battles. Tonight. I know you face Satan. You ain't got to pass through this church and be a preacher just to have a, just to have a spiritual battle tonight. He said to the messenger of Satan to buffet me. And he said, for, he said unless I should be exalted, he said, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So, as Paul was being beat on, he said, God, would you make this go away? And God said, I'm not going to do it, but I'll give you some grace uh, uh, that'll get you strong uh, and allow you to get through this thing. Are you listening? Are you listening? There's going to be some times, the only way you're going to make it's by grace. That's it. You're going to make it through uh, uh, because God is graceful. Uh, and here it is. And he said, For my strength uh, is made perfect in weakness. You know when God shines, uh, it's when we can't. God shines the best uh, when men you can't. And that scares me tonight. I don't know if it scares you or not, uh, but it scares me to death. It scares me that that that, listen that we have to become that vulnerable uh, uh, in the cause of Christ uh, and in our our Christianity, uh, friend, that that to become to to be strong, uh, we gotta be weak. That just don't seem right, does it? But Paul said, most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessity. In persecution and stresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. He provides his grace and provides his strength to be able to go on and fight. He said be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. But when you get to know him, you get to understand his grace a little bit. Judges chapter 8 talks about Gideon. At this point, Gideon has already uh, been down to the enemy's camp. Uh, they have already broke their pitchers and seen the light. They've already shouted the sword of the Lord and Gideon, and, and, the, and, the, and, and the enemy is on the run. And the Bible said, And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over, he and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing. They were tired. They had fought. We talked about being weary this morning in the race. Gideon is fighting. Gideon is chasing. Now he's chasing the enemy. Ain't that a good thing? To get the upper hand. Hey, do you know with God on our side, we've got the upper hand. Amen. Uh, see, I, I'm afraid a lot of times that I stand up here and preach about the battle and the fight and getting beat down uh, and we leave out of here and, and, and if we ain't careful, we'll, we'll think that we're just supposed to live a life beat down and defeated. But that ain't it. I'm just trying to get you to see it's a fight. But just because it's a fight don't mean you got to lose. Amen. Maybe we'll look at that here in a minute. But Gideon and his 300 men are tired, they're faint. Now, but yet pursuing. Hebrews chapter 11, that Brother Jeff has taught so well in Sunday school the past few weeks. He said, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions. Who are we talking about? Those that lived by faith, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in flight, turned to fight the enemies, uh, flight the armies uh, of the aliens. He said, Out of what? Out of weakness. Were made strong. I'm talking about where do you find your strength to fight this battle, and that's in Christ Jesus. In His grace. It's in the power of His might. Ephesians 6, as He talks about the whole armor of God, He said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Not our might, not the preacher's might, not the church. Man, I love love the preacher and I love the church, but it's his might tonight, Christ's might. When David went out to face Goliath, how was he going? Yeah, he was going with a sling and a stone. I I understand that, but you know, he didn't say that. He said, you come to me with a sword uh, and a shield and a spear, but he said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord and the God of Israel. Amen. The armies whom thou hast defied. It's in the power of God of His might tonight. That's why we have the throne of grace that we can come and find mercy and grace to help in a time of need. In a time of need. That's what that altar is good for. Let me say this. Let me say this, if you need to ever come and pray, you come and pray. We've had folk come pray in the singing. We've had folk come pray in the preaching. During the invitation time, after church, folk come and pray. But I'm going to tell you sometimes, it's just good to come in here and get along by yourself. I've done that yesterday. I don't do it all the time, but I've done that yesterday. I come in here after I got done studying, just gathered up around this morning's bench and just talked to the Lord for a while. Well, nobody else in here, just me and the Lord. It's good to get to do that. You'll find some strength that way. You'll find some strength if you'll pray. You'll find some strength if you'll get in His Word and just lean on it and look to it. And I mean listen to it. I I mean if we'll just do that and have fellowship with Him. I love to remember back on past victories. Don't mean it will go the same way this time. But I do remember that the Lord's been with me. our help comes from the Lord number two we need help because there's going to be hardness if you look in verse three you'll find that he says "Thou thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ the word hardness literally means difficulty to be executed or accomplished it means trials or sufferings or severe labor. It means difficult, not easy. I don't know any other way to explain that. Thou therefore endure hardness. You know in our Christian life there's just going to be some things that are hard. Hard. I, I, it's not always going to be easy. I'm, I, I'm glad, you know, I talked about them people that, that live on one side or the other, and I want to be somewhere over here. Now, I mean, i like to be over here too. But sometimes I find myself over here if I ain't careful. You remember I said some people are always excited, and they're always up, and they're never down. And then some people, they're always down. They're melancholy. They're, 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 they're depressed. Uh, and, and by the way, that thing is real. Amen. Uh, go go read Psalms. Go read Psalms chapter forty-two if you want to learn something about depression. Go, go read Psalms forty-two, and you'll learn something about depression from looking at uh, King David's life over there. But it's 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 not always easy in the battle. You know the thing about a soldier, talk, talking about enduring hardness which means to last uh, uh, or to continue in the same state without perishing or to suffer without yielding. You know, the thing about a soldier, a lot of times uh, he's away from home. We're we're away from home tonight. This ain't home. This is not home. I'm glad I'm going to get home one day, but this, listen to me, this ain't home. We're just sojourning tonight. You, you ever seen a soldier in a battle? I, I mean, I, and a lot of times, a lot of times, that soldier, he's, he, he's in a foreign land, and it's all different to him. It's all different to him. You, you know, tonight, that th- this, 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 play, this world, you know, we sing that old song out of the Redback book sometimes that this world is not my home, I'm only passing through. My home is somewhere up beyond the blue. I mean, that's the truth tonight, ain't it? I mean, this this place ain't mine. I'm, I'm not wanting this place. I've got a home in heaven tonight. Amen. Amen. Heard the choir singing this morning uh, on the radio. Uh, church was singing, I'll oh, have a new life. Praise the Lord. Have a new body. I'm glad one day we're gonna get there. But the thing about being a soldier that he has to endure hardness is he's away from home, maybe in a foreign land, but, but then he's having to fight. But he's putting his life on the line for somebody else. Think about that for a second. You put your life on the line for somebody else. You know we put our life on the line, and, and I'm talking about our our. our our spiritual life, and I'm not talking about that, it's gonna kill us. And it might one day, I don't know. I don't know how persecution's gonna come. I do know that it will come. Yeah, and no, all that shall live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. I'm gonna tell you, if you live godly in this world, they some people just not gonna like you. But 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 we we've got it made so easy right here in the United States, even right now we've got it made. But there's folk in third world countries that have to hide to worship. They have to hide the very fact that they're a Christian. Say, well, bless God, I wouldn't preach. I'd be telling everybody, go ahead. Help yourself. Go over, find you a third world country. I'll tell you what you do. Go over to North Korea and stand out on the street corner and start passing out tracks. Help yourself. Go to China and do that. We've had some missionaries that served in China. And you know what they had to do? Everything they'd done had to be under the radar. Everything they done had to be hid. Because if they were found out, they may not be no more. I mean, I, 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 Brother Mitchell told me one time about a missionary that he dealt with in China. And, uh, and y'all couldn't even talk about stuff normal, could you? It was all in code. But we're putting our life on the line for somebody else. One, we're putting it on the line for the Lord Jesus Christ. The commander in chief. You're taking orders from somebody else. They're telling you what to do, where to go, how to fight, when to fight, where the enemy's at. Man, we're putting our life on the line for each other. I mean, I fight the battle because of y'all. I mean, I fight it for me, but I fight it because of y'all. I mean, I want to give y'all something. When when y'all think that I just love to get up of of the morning and just read my Bible, and boy, the world the world is. I, I mean, it's you know what's the old song? Uh, give the world a smile. You think I wake up that way every morning? Some mornings I do, but there's just some mornings uh, it, it's a fight to read. I don't even get reading done some mornings you wake up and you're in a hustle and you've got to go and, uh, and I've got things that's got to get accomplished and then you come home at evening and you got this other stuff that needs to be done and before you turn around it's 9 o'clock and you ain't read your Bible. Mm. But that's not really hard. But well, when he talks about endure hardness to suffer without yielding, he's talking about when the battle is hot and raging and the adversary wants you to quit, and you get it in your mind. And you can hear him sitting on your shoulder, and he's and he's whispering to you and telling you, if you'll give up, all this will go away. No, you're just going to have to change fights if you give up, because you just won't be fighting the adversary at that point. You'll be fighting the Lord, Amen. And I can tell you who'll win that battle. Number three, I want you to see the warning. That he gave to the soldier. What did he say? No man that wareth entangling himself with the affairs of this life. The soldier in the fight can get entangled in this life. When I look that word up, y'all know me, I like words. I like to know what they mean. Because we think we know what they mean sometimes, sometimes we do. That word entangle means to involve in anything complicated. All right. But then it went on to say this from which it is difficult to extricate oneself from. That means it's a trap that has got you and you don't know how to get out of it. It is something that perplexes us or distracts us. Well, I'm going to tell you, if the enemy can get me and you entangled in this world, he's got us. We've got too many Christians, let me rephrase that, too many believers that are entangled in this world. Yeah, they go to church on Sunday. You might see them on Sunday night. You're never going to see them on Wednesday night. Uh, and, And they're really not concerned about serving God. They're not going to witness to anybody they're not going to read their Bible except at church when it's sitting in their lab, and, and hope that the preacher can read real good because they may not look at it. And I'm just giving you some simple things here. I, I mean, God is really never talked about in their home. Has God talked about in your home? Does your children, does your wife, does your husband see you read your Bible? Do they see it open? I mean, they may not see you read it. They may be going to work. and uh, You may read it in the middle of the day, but, but do they see it open? Do they see it get moved? Do they see the dust get knocked off of it? If we're not careful, we'll get entangled in the affairs of this life. Work will become more important than serving Christ. I know, I know you got to work. I get that. That's not what I'm preaching on. I'm saying it becomes more important. You get entangled in that thing. You get entangled up in it. You, it gets you and you don't know how to get out of it. i watch watched people get entangled up in their jobs. Those people in this church right now, they're entangled in their job. They can't serve Christ like they need to because they're entangled in their job. Their, their work situation, their, their, their work schedule will not let them serve Christ. That happens. You have to watch out for that. It's a battle. It's a fight. He says to do what? He said if we're going to war, if we're going to have that battle, he said no man at worth entangles himself with the affairs of this life. You know our warfare is not carnal. It's, it's, It's not this world he said, Corinthians 10 said for though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imagination every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ now I've, I've preached how that verse verse is about, about our imagination and our thoughts and all those things but what did he say he said though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh but yet it's our walk that can mess up our war right right does that make sense to y'all not? Okay. Our battle is not carnal. Our weapons are not carnal. That's why he talks about in the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 6 over there, in, in the very last chapter, that's, that's why he talks about the whole armor of God. What was it? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know what the wiles of the devils are? Uh, That is is a trick or a deceit or to be ensnared. That's what a wile is. He's trying to catch you. For we wrestle, so see it's a battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Withstand. He told us to stand uh, over here in verse 11. Now he says withstand in the evil day and having done all stand. Told us again. Then he said in verse 14, Stand therefore. It stand, 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 stand. Stand therefore having your loins go about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints he told us what we needed to fight the battle our loins girt about with truth the breastplate our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, uh, uh, and then he said the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Ever been of that is a spiritual representation. He has given us what we need to fight the battle. We do all that. Number four. We do all that to please him. You look in verse four. That, we may, that he may please him. Who had chosen him to be a soldier. Verse two. He's looking for faithful men. He's looking for folk to be faithful. Faithful in the fighting. Faithful in the enduring. Uh, faithful to be not entangled in this world. In this life. And just to be pleasing to him. Our Christianity is, is a fight. And, and, and it is to please Him. I mean, that's, that's all it's about. I've told you this. As long as you're pleasing God, it don't matter whether you're pleasing me or not. It don't matter whether you're pleasing anybody else in this church. It don't matter. But you need to make sure that you're pleasing God. You need to make sure that. You know what Paul said as he's coming to the end of his life. He said, I have fought a good fight. We read it this morning, quoted it this morning. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. He said, I fought a good fight. When this thing comes to an end, and it's going to one day. Are we going to be able to say that? Think about all the fighting that the Apostle Paul did. Think about all the times that, that there was people after him. They tried to stone, they did stone him, didn't try, they did, they did stone him. You mean, Man, he, he talked about uh, being in perils in the sea, in perils of his own countrymen, perils of strangers, and uh, all these perils, I, I mean, everything that he went through. And then he said, besides all these, the, the care of all the churches. What was external he had to fight with, and then internal was the care of the church. But you know, at the end of that thing, he said, I have fought a good fight. Will men you be able to say that? Will men you be able to say I have fought a good fight? He told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. What are we doing? Are we fighting? I hope so tonight. I, listen, I just want to fight and please the Lord, please Him that's chosen me to be a soldier. If you're saved, He's chosen you to be a soldier tonight. How are you fighting? How's the fight? Is Satan winning? Are you winning tonight? Yourself winning, or is, or is the Lord winning tonight? Who's going to bow our heads tonight? If we would, all right, uh, Brother Lewis, if you would come, Brother Jeff, let's get a verse of invitation tonight. You might need to come and pray. You might need some help in this battle. I don't know what you're going to do with this message, but our our Christianity is a fight. It is, but we can win. We win. We come to the end of this thing. We may have to fight all the time. But I know this, that when we get to the end, we can be like the Apostle Paul and say, I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. How many of us could say that now, that we're fighting a good fight? I want to fight the good fight of faith. I hope you're swinging tonight. I hope you're swinging that sword and carrying that shield and telling the truth of the gospel tonight, having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel, knowing the truth. And have on that breastplate of righteousness living like you're supposed to tonight. And got your head protected with the helmet of salvation. Praying always with prayer and supplication. We can do that tonight. It's a fight and a battle, but we can win. And we can please him who's chosen us to be a soldier. Lord, would you help during this invitation? And we'll give you the glory. Somebody needs to get saved, let them come. Somebody needs some strength, needs some encouragement in the battle. I pray that it be found here tonight. Lord, if I already got it, we love you and we thank you. Would you help in this invitation? For Jesus' name, amen.